Hi, I'm Judy Frazier, president and founder of We The Kids. We The Kids puts God back into America's history. Listening to We The Kids radio show will inspire you and your kids to have a positive American identity, clear direction, and a powerful purpose for your life. Thank you for listening. Welcome to We The Kids Radio Show for kids from 8 to 108. I am Arch Hunter, a father, a husband, and an historian. And I'm Lydia Nuttall, a mom and executive board member for We The Kids and author of Forgotten American Stories, Celebrating America's Constitution. And later on in the show, we're going to hear from the We The Kids Liberty Players. The mission of We The Kids is to put God back into America's stories to help American kids be proud to be an American, to love and defend America's Constitution, and learn the principles of freedom that establish unprecedented freedom in our country so that they can preserve freedom in America. And that is so important. That's why we're doing this show. So we're glad you're listening. Today's Forgotten American Story, a teen's perspective, visiting 41-plus American National Historic Parks. We talked on previous programs on a Forgotten American Stories about the importance of historical places, historical parks, how they are preserved, and how important it is for all of us as Americans from age zero all the way to 108 of visiting these different parks and places to see how much of our heritage is still here and why we need to continue to preserve it and protect it. So, Lydia, would you like to pick up from there, please? Well, I loved how we talked about how there's a difference between America's national parks and national historic parks. So the historic parks, from what I remember your description, is they're the beautiful natural wonders of America, like Yellowstone, Yosemite, the Tetons, Grand Canyon, Redwood Forest, parks like that. And the historic ones are things like Valley Forge, which I know is your personal favorite arch. (laughs) And uh, let's see, there's Lewis and Clark National Historic Park, Cumberland Gap over in Kentucky. That's a national historic park. Lincoln's Boyhood National, it's a memorial Washington Crossing Historic Park, that's back in your stomping ground of Pennsylvania also. Minuteman National Historic Park. So if you get the gist of the difference between national parks and national historic parks, there you go. And they're all important to preserve to me because, well, they preserve who we are as Americans. And there are roots. They preserve, you know, the historic parts. That's our history that's preserved. If you preserve history, that's important because people have a tendency to change history, right? To fit whatever yeah, I, they want. And Liddy, oftentimes we overlook the state parks 
And the, the local borough or township or county parks, they also have significant, important historical value that oftentimes they're overlooked and non-supported because of the larger parks that we have in the National Park Service. And contrary to public, probably popular belief, Disneyland is not a national park. <laughs> but I know an awful lot of people who've gone to Disneyland or Disney World and haven't even gone to yet an American historic park or an American national park. So that's what we're encouraging to do today on today's show. So what value did you see with taking your daughter to the different parks? And did you pick one? Did you prioritize them or were they just in geographical locations as you began to explore some of these parks? Well, the method behind the madness that inspired all this Christelle and I, Christelle was 11 when we did a lot of these parks, most of them, probably 36 of the 41 in a six-month period, which was crazy <laughs> insane, crazy insane. But it was 2016 at the time, and I had just printed my first edition of Forgotten American Stories Celebrating America's Constitution. And I wanted to make sure that there was two people in every state of the union that would have a copy in 2016. That was just my goal. And in order to do that, it required us to travel to, I call them pockets of the United States of America, where we would fly into a certain section, like the Northeastern section of America or the Midwest, for example, or the Southwest. And then we'd rent a car and we'd drive all over to all these various states and try to find people. They were just random. It's like whoever we ran into at a gas station or at a campground or at a, an historic park. And if I felt like, you know what, this would be a great person to give one of these copies to as a gift and, you know, to kick off getting Forgotten American Stories, celebrating America's Constitution out there to the public. And so why not go to any of the national parks in those states or the historical places in those states? and get a flavor for the terrain, the natural wonders, or what historic places are in those states that commemorate something significant in America's history. And so that your was daughter was 11 behind. when you started yeah, she this? she was 11. She's, and now and she's, she was a senior citizen when we ended. <laughs> and now she's 47, correct? <laughs> no. no, she's not. Christelle, why don't you tell us how old you are? I am 17 years old. And if I recall, Christelle, you're going into your senior year in high school. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Good for you. Keep studying. Keep studying. Mm -hmm. So, okay, Lydia, share with us, please, with Christelle about some of your experiences with these parks that you all have visited. So, in retrospect of all those parks, I think I love the national parks because of their scenic, inspirational beauty. But the historic parks are the ones because I love American history. I love going to Mount Vernon where George Washington lived and seeing Thomas Jefferson's home and where James Madison lived all in Virginia. I loved Lewis and Clark National Historic Park. And I think I, we talked about that in an earlier show where the Lewis and Clark expedition ended on the Pacific Ocean before they started heading back to St. Louis, Missouri things like that. I love the Appomattox Courthouse National Historic Park where they concluded or drew up the documents, signed the documents to end the Civil War. That was really wonderful to go there. Minuteman National Historic Park in Massachusetts. And of course, I will throw in Valley Forge National Historic Park and Washington Crossing Historic Park in Pennsylvania. 
those are all some of my favorites. Just do you, some. Do you have a favorite, Lydia, or do you have a couple that are your favorites, <laughs> or do you have do you have one from maybe the different segments of American history, the Revolution or the Civil War, or you know the westward expansion? No, I can't. can't they're just all. I love westward expansion, <laughs> but I love. American Revolutionary War era, okay. um, but I've been a lot of Civil War era places too. So and the, the reason I ask that is because oftentimes when I'm giving tours, I get the question, "Well, which do you like better, Valley Forge or Gettysburg?" Oh, and, hard one. Well, one they're different time periods. Two, it's really apples and oranges. And I and I my response always is, "I love them all." Yeah, thank because, you. You're like me. Yeah, I love them all. So. Well, why don't we get Christelle in here and begin to ask her some questions about this search that you two were on throughout some of America so she could visit some of these parks. Is Christelle with us? Yes. All right. So I've been to... Now, Christelle, uh, I'm going to interrupt you already. Before we do, we need a little bit of background information on you, Christelle. Okay. One, what grade are you in? I am going to be a senior next year because it's summer right now. Okay, so you're going to be a senior here in high school. And how old were you when you started visiting these parks with mom? I was probably like 9 through 11, I would say. And how long were you visiting these parks, you and your mom on the road? I mean, I remember being a little kid, but doing all of the math and like, mom, if we totaled everything like uh, how long we've been on the road we've been on the road for like three months i'm tired no All right, more. i want to go home yes. and what was your favorite place to sleep at night or your, uh, or the or your i should say your your type of sleeping quarters at night i mean i loved sleeping in hotels right but plenty of times we'd sleep in the car or go camping and that's not my favorite compared to a hotel, but... <laughs> I'm laughing, Christelle, because some of my worst nightmares as a kid growing up is the summer vacations you would take camping. And um, camping is obviously very low in my list of ever wanting to do again. So so share with us some of your experiences, please. We're, we're curious about some of these places that you visited and ones that you like or, or ones that stick out in your mind. Mm -hmm. So I've been to, you know, Yellowstone was really amazing. Same with the Grand Canyon, Mammoth Cave. I remember Mount Rushmore and Monticello. Gateway Arch was really cool. Arches and Canyonlands National Parks here in Utah was awesome. The Liberty Bell, the Declaration House, and outside of the Independence Hall. And Tippinogus Cave, Statue of Liberty. Niagara Falls, the White Sands, and the Great Smoky Mountains. You know, just to name a few. A few. Really, yeah. <laughs> when, we, when you saw the arch in St. Louis, oftentimes people tell me that it is far larger and bigger than what they ever imagined or pictures. What was your impression of when you saw the arch in St. Louis? Yeah, so the Gateway Arch is 360 feet tall, and really mm. I was surprised that they could make something that huge in that mm -hmm. period of time that's something that really stuck out to me were you able to go inside and get up inside the arch yes you take this little elevator it kind of makes you feel like you're going to space but it's, it's really cool though there's like a window and you can see how high you are which was a challenge for my fear of heights but it was all fun and games like 
once you get used to it. <laughs> I also have a deathly fear of heights. Some of your other parks that stick out or your memories, not just listing parks, were some of your memories that you were able to do it. And Christelle, doesn't necessarily have to be historic. It could be these other natural parks that you, you visited. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom and I always joke about the Oscar Minor wiener truck being right by Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. She thought that was just such a kicker. It was funny. I mean, for those of us of the generation where, you know, they do the commercials on television to advertise Oscar Mayer wieners, there's actually an Oscar Mayer wiener mobile. It's like a yellow car, but on the whole top of it, it's like a hot dog. <laughs> and the driver, it drives from the hot dog part of the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. You got to do a Google search and check it out. But what are the chances that Christelle and I would be at Mount Rushmore while the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile is parked, you know, on the parking there. lot? So, was there a reason why it was there? I have no idea. I think it was just so that we could have something awesome and funny to talk about on this show, Art. Oh, okay. Well, it's very exciting. What are some of the other things, Christelle, that sticks out in your mind where you had a great enjoyment about? Um, We were somewhere, maybe New Jersey or something. Who knows? But remember, we bought this pizza and it was really good. But I remember reaching into the back seat and it was absolutely pitch black and just feeling for this random piece of pizza. And then the next morning it was cold, right? So we heated it with like the car heater. <laughs> Okay. Yes, very memorable. It was really good. I remember that pizza. It was very good. You, so you have to be you, creative when you so camp. You, like, you've taken us from the Arch in St. Louis to a warmed-up piece of pizza <laughs> from New Jersey in the car the next day. Okay. Using the yes. car heater, yeah. Using the car heater. Did, <laughs> Christelle, did you visit Ellis Island? Yes, that was one of my favorites, actually. And what were some of your impressions of seeing Ellis Island? Well, you know, it's really cool to see the immigration process, especially how it worked back then. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it was really well laid out, set up, and very beautiful architecture inside as well. And yeah, if I recall correctly, don't you have relatives that came through Ellis Island many years ago? Yes. Yes, that's that's a fact. My mom's nodding at me. So Okay. <laughs> you better know that one, young lady. Yeah, it's her grandmother. Uh-huh. Yes. Your grandmother. Were you able to look at the records of your grandmother coming to Ellis Island when you were there? I don't recall, actually. Okay. I think we could have, but there was like a line or something of sure. people using that resource. But yeah, her great-grandmother came to America by herself as a 21-year-old from Finland, not knowing a lick of English but came here for the opportunities that she was hoping America would be able to give her to progress and right. prosper. And she did. Hmm. Look, is, she's I mean, got me and Christelle. You could go and stand at the place where our relatives came over from Europe. It had to be very encouraging and very sobering and very provocative to do that. Well, in the display that they have, I remember I really thought this was intriguing because it's a huge place they have so many interactive displays there that you can watch, interact with, learn from, do that Christelle, as an 11-year-old, I was just amazed that she just loved it. We were there for four hours. And usually Christelle at that age was like, Mom, I don't want you know, re right. reading every single sign. <laughs> can we just move on? But she was reading them herself and interacting with these displays at Ellis Island. So definitely a wonderful place to go yeah. with your family. Christelle, is there a national park, historic park that really sticks out in your mind or one or a couple that were your favorites? 
Um, I really enjoyed Niagara Falls and Yellowstone National Park. And I remember in the White Sands National Park in New <laughs> Mexico, there was just this absolutely like gorgeous sunset. Like it was like it was just like painted. It was so pretty and it, it was just quite an experience to be there. And then, you know, we also have the Statue of Liberty, too. I remember all the seagulls. (laughs) But I remember it being smaller than you'd think it would be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now that you're a few years older, would you like to continue to visit some of these places, either national parks or historic parks in our country? Yes, I I actually would. I I think it's really fun activities and, you know, you you always gain a new piece of information that becomes important to you when you visit new places. Sure. Is there any that you have on your bucket list that you would like to visit in the future? Um, definitely Niagara Falls. I remember even like at the age I was, I wanted to be there longer, mm-hmm. but we didn't have the chance to. And I remember, Christelle, first time I visited Niagara Falls, just standing there and watching this powerful, powerful river going over this cliff and realizing how powerful that water flow is. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it, it's beyond words to describe it. So, well, how about an historic park, like something that's happened in America historically that you particularly liked? Well, I really enjoyed Monticello, mm-hmm. which was Thomas Jefferson's house. Even though they have some misinformation over there, like I, I really enjoyed just seeing what kind of guy Thomas Jefferson was and what his house was like, because that you know says a lot about somebody. Were you able to go inside and tour the inside of the house? Yes, I was, and I remember it was just super humid and yeah. ugh. You imagine trying to live in that time period in the deep south with the heat and humidity and what those people went through. Mm-hmm. Make, yes. It, appreciate what we have. Were you able to, if you remember, to see his clock inside the foyer of his house? I slightly remember. Yeah. Yes. Remember, once you go in the door, you turn around, look up on the wall, there's a clock above the door that he put in there. And he had, do you remember the chains that are connected to that that go all the way over to the walls and down oh. through the basement? Yes, I do remember that. That was a very interesting clock. Do you imagine he invented that and put that in there? And it, Christelle, that is still running today. And mm-hmm. it's very accurate. So that's awesome. Monticello is a beautiful place. How about, did you like Monticello more than Mount Vernon? Yes, probably. I remember really enjoying the gardens and in both of them, Mm -hmm. both of them were really pretty. Yeah, they're both very, very wonderful places to visit and to see, you know, some of the homes of our founders. I think Uh, it was amazing how the gardens they they made, like the ones at Mount Vernon, mm -hmm. they were ornamental too. I mean, he didn't just plant vegetables in perfect straight rows and that's it. He would do designs with different plants or different vegetables in the garden. And that was amazing at Mount Vernon. Thomas Jefferson, I found, was amazing because he loved experimenting with planting certain Mm -hmm. crops and was really meticulous with his documentation of what he planted, when he planted, you know, how big it was, etc. And that I found was really fascinating how he experimented with different things. And Washington also experimented with the crop rotation and realizing that he, he couldn't plant the same crop every year in the fields because it would take out the nutrients. Washington also experimented with different types of fertilizer. So 
you know, we look at these founders or these early people in our history and what they were able to do and experiment with is fascinating to see what they could come up with. And those and, gardens, those and walking speaking gardens. of experiment, I loved how Thomas Jefferson was constantly trying to invent new tools or, or like he invented a plow mm-hmm. that when pulled by a horse would actually lift up and then flip over the earth, overturn the earth. Right. And because he wanted to make things easier for production as well. So that was fascinating, all his inventions. Well, I have a question for the both of you. Uh, What was the significance in your relationship of spending all these months together as mom and daughter visiting all these places? How did that really enhance your relationship as a family and the importance of that also in seeing these historical sites? I'll let Christelle go first. (laughs) Oh, you said it all, Christelle. (laughs) Oh, okay. You can be honest. Yeah. You know, I, I was stuck with her for a very long time. (laughs) Well, hopefully you'll be stuck with her for a very long time to come too. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Um, I, I remember being, you know, like little back then and I was really like kind of done with traveling, but I look back on it now and it was like, it was a really good experience for me and something that, you know, I probably won't visit 41 plus national parks Mm -hmm. again. So it was good for me to experience. Okay. How about you, mom? It was just something awesome to do together. Not just visit these places, but the journey in between, like, Okay, Christelle, we're at a brand new airport. We just landed. I've never been here. You've never been here. Okay, you tell me, how do we get out of this airport? How do we go get our bags? How do we go get the car rental? Mm -hmm. So to put her in a position to read signs and navigate in a in a different place was awesome. Or how to read, you know, departure arrival boards at the airport to find out what gate you're going to go to for your next flight north south east and west just with navigating in a new place a new state Uh, how about how are you going to buy your food i mean it would have killed me to have to do a motel Mm -hmm. every night and eat out every day but we would check in a cooler as one of our luggage pieces and a duffel bag with all our tent and camping stuff as Mm -hmm. a a second one of our check-ons and so as soon as we would land we would get our car rental we'd find a grocery store we'd get ice and then we just buy whatever we want to eat mm-hmm. you know till the ice ran out or melted then uh, we go to another store and redo that so those were good skills for her to learn how to travel on a budget <laughs> and, and the reason i asked you both that question is because you know the backbone of our country and the continuance of our country is really the family and the time we spend together and we culture together and we, we build the next generation through that. And it was Abraham Lincoln who said that how important the family was and how important his wife was and why he called her mother. Because he said to the Congress, he said, you know, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the nation. And as we're talking about all these national parks that we all can visit and the importance of them, the value that's there as we do it as a family also and what we're building for the future of America by building our family. So I commend both of you for the long journey that you've taken, for the month and you were out there, for all the places you visited, but also for what you're building together as a family and and the cohesiveness that's there for Christelle's future. I like to think that. Yeah, I like to think it made us (laughs) closer. I know it did. I mean, there were experiences that we had uh, that were just fun, like, 
I remember I bought peaches at a roadside stand somewhere in North Carolina. And we were really looking forward to eating these peaches. And we went to Vanderbilt Mansion in Asheville. And after we toured that, we went back to the parking lot to the car to eat our peaches. And I could not find mine. And I thought Christelle had eaten it. And she claimed that she hadn't. But we couldn't find it anywhere. So she was eating her peach. And all of a sudden, I see this squirrel with my peach in its mouth climbing up a tree. And it's because it had rolled out. I'd opened the door and mm-hmm. it had rolled out. rolled out. And, you know, just things like that that you experienced together. Or the time that we were in West Virginia and we're driving and I'm in the middle of the highway and I'm sucking on one of those atomic fireballs mm-hmm. to keep me awake. And all of a sudden, I accidentally inhaled it and it lodged in my throat oh. and I can't breathe. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die with my daughter in the middle of this random highway in the middle of West Virginia on her way to we're trying to get to Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. And I'm like, and I can't breathe and I can't panic. I don't want my daughter to panic that I'm dying behind the wheel. And I had this, you know, as I literally was praying to God, dear God, help and not to mention the fact an atomic fireball in your windpipe can you imagine how that feels like i'm on fire and i can't breathe so i had this impression lydia exhale really forcefully as if you have your diaphragm on the back of a chair so that's what i did i gave a big and out it pops and my mouth is all red because it's a brand new atomic fireball i just thought gosh if the paramedics had to have come rescue Poor Christelle's mom. I don't know what they would have thought, you know, with my bloody red mouth and everything's on fire. And these are good stories, you know, that they'll never forget. Christelle, I'm thinking right now that when you begin to go out and visit some more historical sites, you might want to leave mom home. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and take somebody else with you so you don't hear another one of those <laughs> coming out of her throat. At least leave the fireballs at home. Absolutely. So we want to thank both of you for this plethora of information you have given us and taking us all over the world from Oscar Mayer truck to the, to <laughs> the Arch in St. Louis to Ellis Island and almost choking to death on a fireball in Virginia. <laughs> so listeners, the importance of our heritage is not only the past, but also because it shapes our future. So we want to invite all of you that are 8 to 108 to ponder this question this week. Which of America's national parks or national monuments or national memorials or national historic parks or sites that you would like to visit? Make a plan and go there with your family and your friends to see our heritage, but also to see our future.
Thank you for joining us on the We the Kids radio show. We can't wait to have you join us again. Mm-hmm.